Oi, bruv. Have you got your Crypto Weekly license? <laughs> well, this is episode 23, so you scallywags better listen in. <laughs> <laughs> While England melts in the sun and it's too hot to do most anything, the Crypto Weekly boys have been on the grind. In a news-laden week, we have sorted the wheat from the chaff to put together the greatest podcast in crypto. This week, the US Congress has two hearings on crypto and digital currency, with Brad Sherman calling for a ban on Americans mining and owning crypto because apparently they cannot make decisions for themselves. Crypto markets push at $300 billion and Bitcoin back over $8,000. What's going on? An Ethereum Ponzi scheme akin to the button takes a hold of us all. I, for one, am Team Snack. China brings in consensus to help them with blockchain technology. Neo blown out. Official, you've heard it here first. And all that makes a glorious episode of Crypto Weekly. I apologise, I'm going to be quite low energy today, I think, as I battle a fever. But if you enjoy the show and you enjoy my sacrifice for giving up my health for <laughs> carrying on the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash crypto weekly and throw us a few bones. And if you pledge the $50 tier or more, you even get to ask questions in our monthly live Q&A, which is happening directly after this podcast is recorded. How much would they have to pay to watch you cough uncontrollably? $10. Okay. No one really wants to see that. Mm, Maybe, do you know what? I don't ten, know if you've ever spoken to any of our listeners. $10 or more patrons, you'll be getting a video of me coughing uncontrollably <laughs> in the coming weeks. Don't you worry. We've got a panel. You've already heard CryptoBeak there. Bonjour. Here he is. We've got the Geordie Prince. Hello. Bitcoin Buble joins us. Hey, how you doing? Not, not well. <laughs> and of course, P Money is here. Hey. Glorious P Money. How are you doing, P Money? How are you feeling? I'm, I'm not going to moan like like Ken. Yeah. But, um, it's because your illness is self-inflicted. Yeah, that's why. Mine's self-inflicted. Yeah. Well, I say self-inflicted. Boobs was uh, egging me on last night. It's not Boobs' fault. No, For the listener, who's now completely isolated from this conversation, <laughs> Buble put a small amount, a bit, extremely small amount of pressure on P-Money to uh, have a big night. And has now taken the majority of the blame for P-Money lying out currently like he's a vampire in a coffin, <laughs> complete with his arms crossed, <laughs> like an absolute mental case. Yeah. So it's, uh, we got... The Prince, Can and P Money all suffering right now. Yeah. Buble, me and you will... We've got this, big. Yeah, yeah. Energy up, me. We'll do Us high-energy positive guys will have to carry this one through. Uh, so, we may as well move on with the news then, Mike. Yeah, we? I guess, if we got it. The US Congress met up, didn't they? As they are wont to do given that that is their sole job. <laughs> they certainly did, Ken. I believe it was last Wednesday, the US yes. Congress held uh, two hearings. Correct. One, with, one before the Chad House Agricultural Committee and one before the Virgin Financial <laughs> Services Committee. Someone has been reading the show notes. Yes. And for yes. that, I applaud you, Mr. Prince. Basically, um, 
there was no new grounds covered in terms of the questions that were getting asked at either of these committees. It was uh, the same old kind of like, is Bitcoin a security or a commodity question? Did they ask if it was being used for drugs? Someone <laughs> oh, declared that it was being used yeah, only they, for they, drugs. They are absolutely certain that there uh, there was heavy drug use okay, surrounding good. Bitcoin in a number of different ways. In fact, we'll come to that later. Okay, um, yeah, so money laundering, connections to other illicit activity, and... Uh, intrinsic value, all the stuff that we've all heard a million times before. What was positive, though, is I feel that the answers from the panels are becoming more sophisticated in response to these questions. For example, I want to give a shout out to Scott Kapoor. Apologies, I feel like I butchered your last name. Scotty Too Hotty. AKA Scotty Too Hotty, I think that's his Twitter handle. He is a managing partner at Andreessen Horowitz, (laughs) which is a private VC firm, very big into crypto. And when the whole money laundering issue came up, he fired right back with this gem. And I quote, Bitcoin is law enforcement's best friend. Just like we've been saying. Exactly, exactly. So that's what I mean. The more sophisticated answers are starting to emerge in these high level discussions. Hold tight, Scotty too high. Not only did he say that, but he had a great example to back it up. Very timely because he referenced the fact that... um, the investigation into the alleged Russian hacking scandal into the presidential election of 2016 has recently indicted 12 Russian nationals and part of the evidence that they supplied to suggest that these people were involved in nefarious activity included transaction information from the Bitcoin blockchain, illustrating that... Oh, get wrecked. Yeah, that their alleged nefarious activities were financed by crypto but i mean it would have been you'd have to imagine it would have been way way harder to catch them or catch that element anyway if they were using safe fiat instead so it was as i say the, the timeliness of that example is probably the most powerful part so yeah hold tight scotty too hotty and then another uh, another choice quote came from former cftc chairman gary gensler cftc commodities jokers yes yeah, no. American commodities type people. Yeah, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. Yeah, those suckers. <laughs> In response to Republican Congressman Colin Peterson exclaiming that cryptocurrency is, quote, printing money out of nowhere, thus implying that there's nothing behind it, uh, Gensler replied with, and I quote, there's nothing really behind gold either. What's behind it is a cultural norm. For thousands of years, we liked gold. We do it as a store of value. So Bitcoin is a modern form of digital gold. It's a social construct, end quote. And I mean, obviously, there's there's quite a lot there. We've kind of hashed, um, hashed out which elements of gold we feel Bitcoin does and doesn't replicate on the show. Goes to show that CFTC full <laughs> of mongs, because that guy's absolutely butchered that one. But... Good on <laughs> yeah. him for being bullish, at least. Yeah, I, didn't, I thought you might have something to say on that front. Total but without, without um, starting another one of our <laughs> uh, notorious clashes this early in the show, what I liked about this is he's he's starting the conversation where it needs to start, and that's like not education around crypto, but education around like fiat and the existing financial system, the misunderstandings of which are the genesis of the majority of the misunderstanding of crypto at, as I say, at the, like, the congressman level or whatever. Uh, it's just saying... In my opinion. I think it's risky to say the current financial system is trash. Cryptocurrency is similar, so don't worry about it. 
It's no yeah. worse than what we've already got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but if you mistakenly believe that yeah. um, the there's some sort of... for electronics and jewellery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah I mean, okay. I was trying my hardest to avoid it. This, some but... joker in the commodities, CFTC, is bullish on crypto, though. Which yeah. is rare. Yeah. Or is at least highlighting um, the disparity between the valuation of, say, gold or the dollar that this congressman no doubt holds in very high esteem yeah. and Bitcoin that he thinks is worth literally zero. Yeah. So that's something. We did have the usual nutters, though, didn't we? We certainly did. So moving on to the discussion at the uh, Financial Services Committee. We was had- that the one that my girl Amber was at? Uh, no, I, th- I think she spoke to the House Agriculture. Nice and hold tight, Amber. Yeah, she did did a, a real solid job. But uh, so we had the new head of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, who spoke to the Financial Services Committee, oh, and he God. was like, "No, he was all right. He was kind of, uh, he certainly wasn't bullish on crypto, but he basically said, oh, 'Oh, I'm worried that retail investors might get wrecked,' which I think is a pretty like you can't really hope for more than that from the head of the Federal Reserve. So it is what it is. It's like the only people that c- can wreck retail investors are us, baby. Exactly. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay, fair enough. <clears throat> and, uh, but there was one other character that we can't um, not mention. <laughs> big that Brad, is, isn't it? Yeah, that is, of course. The, the yeah. Big Brad Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I believe those are his Twitter handles. Um, the Democrat congressman from California, Brad Sherman, who went full, like, scorched earth <laughs> on crypto. German. What did yeah. you say this time, mate? Um, so this is the first quote. This will give you a flavour. So of, listeners, um, if you've not heard of this fella before, he's constantly going complete mental case on crypto. Yeah, he's had some really, he's brought some really sophisticated arguments against crypto, such as calling it a quote-unquote crock and, <laughs> and not really explain himself beyond that point. Did Jesus use crypto? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> and... Uh, this time he went for, we should prohibit U.S. persons from buying or mining cryptocurrencies. All right, yeah. Concise. Setting his stall out, you've got to give him that. Uh, and then obviously went on to say the usual things about power consumption. That was quite interesting. Oh, so yeah, he went that's... the green angle. I mean, Brad, if you want to ban proof of work coins, nothing's going to pump my bags quicker than that. So you go for your life. After that, he went for saying that, yeah, as currencies... Cryptos have achieved nothing but the facilitation of tax evasion, terrorism, and narcotics trafficking. All the good things. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, the last one's the most interesting. The second one is like a bit Terrorism's good, because I haven't seen a single example of that yet, but... Yeah, yeah, nor... But he keeps um, pulling it out, doesn't he? Yeah, when you're, when you're yeah. just a congressman, you don't have to provide examples. Just, no, you just... You just, just say words. Yeah, yeah. you just sit, say the words, that the trigger points for the normies. Yeah. It's a bit like acupuncture. Mm. Terrorism is right in that sweet spot. I like but, that. <laughs> I thought there was some terrorism thing. I, I, literally no evidence here uh, at all, but I'm sure there was, there was... They tried to blame Bitcoin or crypto because they moved funds from some dodgy country to another dodgy country converted it into US dollars to then buy arms yeah, yeah so, so if they'd only left it in cryptos <laughs> they, they wouldn't yeah. be able to get any so what I'm getting from that is people funded terrorism with US dollars <laughs> yes shocking shocking maybe, <laughs> maybe ban it um, I have heard of one case like that but the only reason they f- I've heard of the case is because they caught the individual who attempted to make the transfer with Bitcoin. So again, it comes back to the fact that it's much more it's a much more transparent financial system. But I also like the fact that he mentioned narcotics trafficking 
which is probably the only part that crypto couldn't play a part in, given that it's that's the actual like moving the hard asset over a country's border or whatever. Like if he'd said like payments or distribution or like laundering the profits or something, but no, he went full trafficking yeah. again Cocaine on the blockchain. Yeah. yeah, that's a real. Let me know when that ice. <laughs> Yeah, but the, the best, so like the best bit about this whole like deranged scree that he went on, when I was listening, <laughs> I was like, this guy's really going for it, even by his standards. I later come to find out that this guy's top three political donors in 2017 and 2018 are capital group companies. That's one of the oldest and largest investment management organizations in the world. Royal Business Bank, that's a Chinese owned bank, uh, which is huge in California. And finally, and most tellingly of all, a company called Allied Wallet, who are who describe themselves as the premier payment gateway for Ooh. credit card processing oh. and merchant services. So, like a company that's directly in the crosshairs of crypto here, is is one of his largest political donors. So, thanks for uh, keeping it, you know, evidence based there, Brad. Really appreciate that. Honestly, I kind of feel bad for his donors because we could have provided much higher quality FUD. Oh, yeah. At arguably a, a lower, cheaper price as Tell well. Hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If whoever that credit card company are want some real decent FUD on yeah. a bit of Bitcoin. We're, quite happy. Yeah. We're quite happy to change the name of the show to Allied Wallet Weekly. Oh, mate, I would talk about borderless transactions <laughs> through current banking systems for <laughs> dozens of pounds per week. <laughs> So yeah, that's basically all I had on the summit um, other than uh, the final conclusion of the House Agricultural Committee was probably one positive and it basically said that we're up for doing some regulation but we're not up for rushing it because we'll probably make a mess of it and there'll probably be unintended consequences if we put if we rush something through now. So I thought that was pretty positive. Um, we briefly hit over 300 billion in the market and Bitcoin... He's sat at over eight thousand dollars. How are the corns doing right now? What corns the... right now are at eight one. Oof, bit of a pullback. They've pulled back. So what did it get to? Like eight and a eight half three? thousand? Was it eight and a half? I don't know. It yeah, was, it was eight, eight and a half. half yeah, yeah so it was. something gigantic. Because mm-hmm. uh, everyone was saying that the ETF was going to go through. Yep. Um, Tell me more about that. We spoke about this last week, didn't we? Yeah. And since then, everyone is convinced that it will go through. And I've heard some pretty decent arguments mm-hmm. as to why it will go through. Today, they delayed a different ETF proposal to the one that everyone's hyped about. And everyone's ev- got a bit confused. Everyone's yeah, got a bit <laughs> sad about that. So there are a bunch of proposals going through, like a bunch of different people are trying to offer an ETF, a Bitcoin ETF. And the most credible one is through the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Is that correct? I'm looking at you, Prince, for that one. It was some proper big shots. The one that got filed before that is through some much smaller shots. They've delayed their decision on that a while. I've read quite a few things where people who are familiar with the way the SEC work are saying they they basically have like three or four opportunities to keep pushing the date back of their decision. It's very possible and maybe realistic to think that it won't get proposed, it won't get um, decided on for months. But an ETF, very positive. How long is the period that they can push it back? Well, it's something like they can push it back for 60 days on the first go. Then if they get to that deadline, it could be another 90 days and all this stuff. So that's why people 
today were saying that it's uh, it's not good news that they've delayed this ETF proposal or something. Or other people conversely saying it's great news that they've delayed one but not the other. But all that happened is they can't delay it till they get to the day of the deadline. Right. So they got to the day of the deadline for one and then they're allowed to push it back. So from what I'm reading from all the Americans who are spamming it on Medium, seems pretty likely it'll get pushed back a few times. So we've spoken about ETFs and how positive news around that could be one factor for this increase in volume and this pump that occurred. Is there anything else that has aided that? No. Excellent. Um, so this <laughs> <laughs> Bitcoin pumped to some degree because there's basically one guy actually took a $300 million long position on BitMEX, I believe, the biggest position ever taken in cryptocurrency. Everyone thought it was inside trade and they knew about the decision. Of course, obviously, taking a huge long position increased the price of Bitcoin, drove the market up. Then it went through loads of these, like, you know, TA areas. It got through, like, the, you know, salmon skin roll formation or whatever. And then. <laughs> All the TA guys piled in because it's broken the 26-day moving average. What and the say. Elliott waves are looking real good. Yeah, and like yeah, exactly. All that, all that kind of good stuff. So I think once it, you know, once it pumps past a certain amount, it's sort of self-fulfilling. Yeah, I did. I did read a uh, Bloomberg article trying to gen up on why Bitcoin had pumped, and it was entirely based around TA. I was absolutely shocked. Because what did else you- do they say? They still say it in like. The equities markets, they're like, there's some resistance at the $80. Like, what else are they going to say? Like, we've got no idea why it's pumping. <laughs> I think we could get a stupid TA term trending. I've been tr- pushing for the Tuna Nagiri formation for ages. <laughs> oh, actually, it's the Nagiri cloud. That's it, the Nagiri yeah. cloud. The Kenquith. Oh, it's forming a Kenquith. <laughs> <laughs> you know what to do here, everyone. <laughs> I'm not too sure. Yeah. I don't. The thing is with TA, you never say that. Yeah. Mm. You say it looks like it's approaching a Kenquiff. If it rounds out the slick back, then it could be a buy opportunity. <laughs> otherwise, careful. otherwise we'll test the the wax resistance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just as you just any time you see an indicate, you say it could go either way. Yeah. And then when it goes one of the ways, you retweet it like, Ooh, it, it hit the wax resistance, and as expected, it went straight <laughs> down to the base of the neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's some top quality TA there. Um, talking of scams, <laughs> there is the divided opinion over a new game that has swept, a new dap, rather, that has swept across crypto Twitter, crypto Reddit, and generally the crypto world, and it's called FOMO 3D. Beers have been in it for like seven months. Has it been that? Has it been going that long? Ages, yeah. I did not realise it's been going that long. It's only just been caught up by Reddit, basically. Yeah. Um, and this is, if anyone played the button, um, which overtook Reddit uh, a couple of years ago, um, you basically have to. It's the button was literally a button on a page, and it had a countdown, and the closer you clicked to zero, you got a different colour on your username. 
and you get like weird memes popping up about like the grey warriors and like Naturally. the purple knights keeping <laughs> the button the timer from zero Plebit memes <laughs> yeah um, and it's basically that except that you buy a key um, and part of that money that you will part of the ETH that you've used to purchase a key goes to, into a pot and part of it also goes to paying dividends to other people who have previously bought keys and the timer resets to 24 hours. It resets. goes up 30 seconds every time someone buys oh, a key. That's what it is, sorry. So the key part of the game, the, the main part <laughs> of the game, is that if you're the last person to buy a key, yeah. you get the whole pot. It, if, if, it go, if it drops to zero yeah. and you've got the last key. Well, if you're the last ever person to buy a key, yes. you get like some heinous amount. At the moment, it's, like it's 18,000 ETH. Yeah, a lot. Loads. And that's at the moment. It's barely gotten below no, 24 hours. It's 21,000. Is it 21? Well, that's now. probably gone up a lot, like in the last hour or so. Yeah. But yeah, it's, so everyone buying. If you're the last person to buy it, no one buys it after you get the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, like a huge portion. Maybe it'll never end, and maybe we'll just have a load of ETH locked up. Yeah, good. Great for ETH holders, yeah. right? What, what are the dividends that, you're get, that they're paying out? I think so. I think it's ten percent of the price of Depends the key. Depends what team you pick. What? So you can be team, team snack, team snack, team okay. bad. There's all these different team teams, ball. and they have different like. Uh, when you buy a key, depending on what team you choose, it has different. It, it it proportions it out differently, like different amount to the winner, different amount to dividend holders. But I think it's not scam. I'll say that a lot of people are calling it a scam or a pon. It can't be a Ponzi scheme for starters. Ponzi schemes punish the people who get in last. This game, the person who gets in last is an instant millionaire. Yeah. But that's probably everyone who gets in before the last person. Well, Do the people, yeah, get, admittedly, the people get, who get in early have earned dividends throughout this whole period. So yeah. they're in the, in the money. It's still punishing the people who get in late, though, apart from one of them. Yeah, the people who get in late, but your aim is to be the very last in. Right. But I think it's just a gambling game. It's a... It's a scam in the same way roulette's a scam. Se- like, seems like it's got a lot of qualities of a Ponzi scheme to me. Uh, in that revenue to people already involved continues as long as new people enter. So as long as keys are getting bought, this dividend is still getting paid to people that have already bought keys. Yeah, but if you yeah, but your aim is to be the last person. To buy. <coughs> but you could hope that the dividends are gonna be eventually be high. The game goes on long enough for your key, which I assume is now worthless because you people have bought after you. Yeah. But the dividends are gonna eclipse the price that you paid for the key. Yeah, but the guy who makes all the money, the most money, is the very last person to buy. Yeah, I mean that's it's like a the sick most powerful idea. But why how would that ever happen? Like so I'm watching it count down and there's like five because minutes left. That's the exact point. Yeah, that's the exact yeah, point. Yeah, like, but also the, the price of the key is yes. also freely floated in the market. So when if it was like five seconds away from being that and you and I are competing for a key and there's 21,000 ETH in the pot, then yeah, I, it, it makes perfect sense to me pay, for me to pay like up to 21,000 ETH for the key because I'm going to get all that money back. Is that I'm going to win works? the entire yeah, the price. The price of the keys increase over time. Uh, okay. Oh, so it's not, but they're not like floated or whatever. No, no, no. no. Oh, so there could. Oh, so there could be. A, <laughs> it could be a period. Oh, you're right, mate. We shouldn't have a look. We shouldn't look into this. But potentially, there could be a period of time where, where the there's like five seconds on the clock, and the key is like a thousand dollars. Yeah. I think the problem wow. is that. Oh, that, but sorry, that'll just keep the game going on. That's, until, that's why it will slow down, basically. Yeah. It's 0.05, <clears throat> even less than that, maybe. 
um, for but a that, key. But that that's is... Why, that's why oh, everyone's hammering this it, and it's barely changing. I mean, I don't endorse this, but it's a genius idea yeah. for mm. keeping the game running because you're going to have to play this game on... I don't know how what the rate the rate at which the price of the keys increase, but the game's going to have to be played until the price of the key ap- approaches the amount of money in the pot. I tell you what, hold theoretically, it, and though I mean, unless, people, it, they, people, they unless, might not even mesh. Yeah, unless people lose interest before it, that, and that also okay. reduces the amount of players. But I don't think that's ever going to happen when it gets to like five seconds away. Then every, um, then someone's definitely going to pay a thousand. Got to check it once you. a day. That's all you got to do. Potentially, <laughs> or just. Why one today? Well, because it's got 24 hours to run. No, every time someone buys a key, it goes up 30 seconds. It just has a maximum oh, timer of 24 hours. Yeah. So that I, it, yeah. once it gets 24 hours, if it doesn't increase time. Yeah. It, just, it just so happens that it's popular enough that it's like barely run down past uh, like 23 uh, hours. Recently, though, there have been periods where it's got lower. Have but it? I think the if you want to make money off this, I think holding, if you believe it's going to continue, holding ETH just now ETH, yeah. and then selling it when the if the timer gets low, if it looks because at some point someone gets like a hundred thousand ETH one day, they're going to be dumping the shit out. <laughs> so you want one thing you want to do is not be holding ETH when someone wins all that money. But something I've been thinking about, and I've I think I've heard people mention it, is how the miners could potentially manipulate this. So if it gets really big, the miners can decide which transactions get processed. Yep. So the miners. It could be a scam, in, but probably not the FOMO 3D guys. They're just taking 10% of all the money, so they're balling. They don't care. But the miners maybe, A, can choose which transactions go through, and B, have the ability and technical know-how to put their own, automate their own transactions going through. Yeah. So in the end, it'll just be miners compete with other miners, right? So imagine if FOMO 3D flipped is what flipped Bitcoin free because it got so big... <laughs> that all the Bitcoin guys got an ETH and everyone was incentivized to battle for this like $100 million pot. And it was a billion dollar pot potentially. I'm not saying it will get to that point, but theoretically it could get to the point where no one wants to mine Bitcoin and everyone's oh God, just battling is, for that This pot. is going to be such a bloodbath either way. It's yeah, like it's, mental. it's hilarious. I'm, I wouldn't recommend anyone to play it, but I'm a huge fan. It's hilarious so far. <laughs> Oh, we're going to round things off with China bringing consensus to help them with blockchain technology <laughs> rather than their favourite child, Neo. <laughs> their favourite child based on what some lads not in China on Reddit say. Yes. Yeah. So there's this, some area of China. Neo, the Chinese Ethereum, if you don't know. Lol. <laughs> uh, some new tech city they're building in China and... I try not to listen to anything about China and the crypto space because it's all lies. But some uh, some new tech city, they're trying to build out the dust, as they say. Uh, they're consulting with... They've hired consensus to consult with them on their blockchain technologies. For those of you who don't know, NEO and a coin, countless other Chinese shitcoins, basically, have been billed as the Chinese Ethereum, the Chinese Bitcoin, the Chinese whatever else. Because people people in the West have decided that somehow they know that China will always back its own technology. Um, I'm not exactly sure where they got that information from. I didn't know that. But it doesn't look like China are doing that. They're bringing contenders in to consult. So while they're not definitely going with Ethereum, 
they're open to uh, seeing what the rest of the world has to offer, nice. which basically destroys the hypothesis for in- investing in almost any Chinese coin. Yeah. They are notorious for corporate espionage, to be fair. So maybe they're just bringing them in to see how they do everything and they're going to steal it from them. Yeah, but Ethereum, decentralised, isn't it? Consensus, just uh, just one group of guys working on it. Yeah, I mean, couldn't they... Um, I mean, I'm not saying this is the case, but they could potentially take some of the innovations and then use them on their favourite child, Neo, yeah, instead. Yeah, could, give it to Neo. It's, it's open source, though. You can go and look at it on GitHub. No need. Yeah, I guess. <coughs> I think it's just... <laughs> I just feel like the hype... We'd, it'd be interesting to see what smart people in the world are doing, in the blockchain world are doing. Uh, see what Ethereum's up to, because Neo's not doing a lot for us at the moment. Sounds reasonable. Even China have realised that Neo is trashed here. But this is the thing, though. I'm not sure that China ever did think that Neo was that great, because I've heard reports. But it's a coin that, that's come from China. There's no way they couldn't have been pushing it and backing it, Beak. Because Neo got pumped in the West. Yeah. And then I heard that loads of people I read some posts from some Chinese guys on biz who were saying that loads of people in China bought into it because they think the West is hyping it up <laughs> so it's this whole like I'm That's amazing. I, this whole China meme people are like oh this is the Korean Ethereum this is the Chinese Ethereum this is the Japanese Bitcoin whatever it's a global market and I'm not sure anyone cares that much about well, what country it's from it's interesting because the same thing basically happened in the stock market with Chinese stocks being floated on American exchanges yeah and people overvalued them so much because they just couldn't get much information out of China because they China just lock it down or whatever and don't have uh, freely accessible information on Chinese national companies. Or actively actively spread completely inflated numbers. Yeah, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Well, that is what happened, because the regulator, in this particular case, the regulators in the US just didn't give a shit. As long as you filled out a form and claimed you had $100 million in revenue, that was fine. Yeah. You uh, get floated on the stock exchange. And it just feels like the same kind of thing's happening as well. People are peddling Neo and just being like, well, you know China's got it good. Yeah, like you know, Wal- it must be good because it's going on in China and they're basically carrying the world economy. It's like Walton Chain. People just buy into that meme so then Because it, it's even worse in crypto because as long as you have a cool story, yeah. everyone's up for it. You don't People don't even ask to see these inflated numbers. They're just like, oh, supply chain, where's it based? China, all in. <laughs> and with that, we're going to end the news and move on to Big's Pick of the Week. Hey. First of all, something that's not my pick, but is a good pick at the moment, is the Binance token. Do you know what happened today, Can? Tell me what's happened. They released their new tiered benefits for Binance BNB token holders. So now, the more BNB you hold, the better deal you get. So the first year's end. So they've got, in their white paper, they laid out the discounts you get for holding the token so if you hold the Binance token you get a discount on your trading fees first year it's 50% so you get half off your fees we're into the second year of Binance trading now so it's only 25% off your fees however coinciding with this they've announced this tiered system where if you trade enough and you hold enough uh, Binance token you get way less than that Um, sorry you pay way less fees than you otherwise would so most people, if you don't hold Binance token, if you're not making a lot of trades, you've got to pay. You only get, uh, you know, you pay the full price. If 
Cold Binance token, you get 25% off as opposed to the 50% off you used to get. However, if you hold, the more Binance you hold, the more uh, discount you get. And if you hold a huge amount, you get a huge discount. So what this will do is, firstly, it encourages people to hold gigantic amounts of Binance, especially if they're trading a lot for either large amounts or high frequency. So everyone running a bot on Binance is now going to have to mm. hold like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of finance to get the maximum fee reduction and on top of that because they're paying with their finance they'll be they'll be a uh, spending finance right mm -hmm. with every fee so they'll have to keep topping up so it should create much greater demand for the finance token it'll also increase finance's profits because they're just giving away less discount on average uh, it does reduce the utility of Binance token to your average everyday person because the um, reduction in fees is less, but you don't really have any choice but to trade on Binance at this point. So it's not quite a monopoly, but they're you know they're one of the major powers in the mm -hmm. in the game. So I think it's hugely bullish for Binance. It pumped a little today, but I don't think it pumped anywhere near as much as it should have. Um, whole type Binance, they are also working for their token holders. Because at this point, they could have just ignored it. They could just fuck off the token holders. They're making a ton of money. They've made enough to buy back and burn 2.6 million uh, BNB tokens. They burn oh, like approximately 1.5% or something. Wow. They burn over 1% of their tokens last quarter. No one's really talking about it. Um, yeah, so Binance token is hell of a hold. But this week, I'm going to stick with ETH, Can I like it. Uh, the reason I'm sticking with ETH is the market is a lot more bullish. The sentiment has turned somewhat. Uh, it seems like the crypto market as a whole is getting some relatively good news, which I don't doesn't always necessarily translate into price, but things are looking up for crypto. And Bitcoin has performed way better than ETH. The ETH-Bitcoin ratio has gone terribly for ETH over the last week for basically no reason. Uh, there's no particular downside to holding ETH. Uh, EOS has sold off basically all of its ETH. There's some ICOs still holding some, obviously, that they can sell as it pumps. But there's a lot of great news coming. Things haven't changed fundamentally that much from last week. And uh, the sentiment has changed in a positive way. Holding ETH this week, can. But check out BNB if you're looking for a longer-term hold. We'll immediately take your financial advice. Not financial advice. Fuck your lawyer. Thanks for letting me know that, because otherwise I thought it was. <laughs> Big shout-out to uh, Crypto Dave, who... Um, Big Dave? Yeah, who picked... Who told us all on Twitter that he his... Uh, Dave's pick of the week was Bitcoin, so... Well, well, uh, well played, Dave. And we're going to move on to the final part of the show. Yeah, it's time for the Patreon giveaway. And... To chat with Mr. Robot. Sound check. We're on. One, two. One, two. <laughs> Thanks for that, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> 100 meters turn left and your destination will be on the right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, chaps. Just finishing up on my other job. <laughs> All set for the draw today. All set? Everyone ready? The date and time sponsored by Bcred is Wednesday, the 25th of July 2018. 9 hours, 2 minutes, and 58 seconds UK time. 
The current block height on Decred is 259,733 with a hash ending in 7. C. E. 3. F. 0. I've gone off pissed again. This time we're using the Decred chain. <laughs> we're still looking for a sponsor for the robot so that he doesn't have to pick a random chain each week. Yeah, I'm pretty happy about sponsoring Decred at the moment. <laughs> I love all our patrons, but you've got to show me the money to get in the draw. Our contestants this week are Swampy Bits and Big Crypto Dave. Two. Two. There's only two. Oh, two. There's only two. Boss man, though. They should yeah. have done a coin flip. Yeah, you should have. Uh, yeah. Sure. Oh, well. Contestants, are you ready? Come on, Crypto Dave. Yeah. Also, Swampy, Swampy Bits. Also, Swampy Bits. Swampy Bits. Swampy Bits. Blake, 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 256. The winner is... <laughs> whoop, whoop. Woo. Swampy bits. Swampy, Swampy bits. bits. It's a and different impact. hashing algorithm. Blake. Blake. Okay. Blake two five six. Uh, an invite will be winging its way towards your email, Swampy bits, via Patreon. Don't worry, I'm on the case this week. Um, as always, if you want to be in a chance to have the robot read out your name and get into Beatcore. Otherwise, Big Dave's in by default. Yeah. Big Dave will be in next week, but you have to head over to patreon.com slash crypto weekly and sign up for a subscription tier. What's the bot going to do if, is he just going to, we're going to have a chat we'll have a holiday. We'll just be driving cars. Navigating. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not required. All yeah. right. I like it. That brings us to a close then, doesn't it? Yeah, sure does, Ken. It does. Now we've got to get ready for a live Q&A. Which our patron... Donators, is that what you call them? Or patrons? Patrons, there you go. Yeah, we'll be able to listen to. Exactly. Well, actually, actually, can everyone? Everyone can listen to it. Not that they're going to know from this plug because this comes out after the. No, I was genuinely interested. Oh, yeah, everyone can listen. <laughs> cool. But so the patrons it. can ask questions. Only patrons can ask questions. Yes. Tune in now. Tune in. Get out there right now. <laughs> Tune in yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> For your chance to listen to the live <laughs> Q&A. Where, if they're listening now, where can they find it? A- you can head on over to youtube.com, so that's for Crypto Weekly, and where we upload all the episodes and also all the live q and A's. I've well. literally never checked any of them out. youtube.com forward slash Crypto Weekly. I don't know if we have a vanity URL for YouTube. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So We, yeah. possibly, we possibly do. <laughs> it's good stuff. So you just type in Crypto Weekly and hope we come up. Yeah. Okay, just look, for, look maybe, for the crow. Maybe you could uh, <laughs> check us out on Twitter. Can't believe we haven't said look for the crow more often. Yeah, that's pretty def- good. Def- definitely be the new catchphrase. I'll look for the crow, yeah. As the crow flies. There is some other chump on uh, YouTube for Crypto Weekly. Yeah, I know. I swear to God, if I see that cunt, he's a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! But anyway, that brings the show to a close. a dead woman. Oh, thank you for being politically correct, Mr. Beak. And on that note, we're going to end the show. All right, bro. Thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. The panel we've had has been Crypto Beak. Hey, it's Crypto Beak on Twitter. (laughs) The Geordie Prince. You can follow me on Twitter at HRHGeordieP. That's at HRHGEORDIEP. Many thanks. I like the Met Dutch. The Buble. I do favourite bit of that. See you later. P, can you do it for me? It's <laughs> at Bitcoin underscore Buble. That's at B-I-T-C-O-I-N underscore B-U-B-L-E. Accent goo. Just kidding. No accent. <laughs> P-Money. Uh, you can get me at Dr. P-Money. 
high <laughs> energy. That's the best you can from yeah. B-Money today. <laughs> Real high energy stuff to finish the podcast. I've been your host, Crypto Ken, at Crypto Ken Can on Twitter. P-Money still just aimlessly staring at the ceiling if you're worried about him. <laughs> we all this are. Over? Thank you very much for listening. And of course, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>